Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Feels like a little while since I've last said that. I've missed it. We've not been doing episodes every single day. I apologise. Tommy doesn't get out of bed unless it's Formula One these days, do you, Tommy? Hey, I did a Le Mans train the other day, actually. You did, to be fair. Yeah, and whilst I was having a roast dinner. And Ferrari won! Let's just say that before we get into the topic of of the podcast. Ferrari won Le Mans. You didn't yes. come to a watch along and Ferrari brought it home. And I'm also not here for Canada because I'm uh, on a stag do. So if Charles Leclerc wins, that's it. It's P1 with Tommy from now on. <laughs> I will take the hit. And you'll take it. In order yeah. for Ferrari domination. Anyway, uh, let's get into our five-star review bef- uh, before we get into our F123 driver rating thoughts. This one comes in from Arjan Jonker from the Netherlands. This podcast is the perfect antidote to F1's toxic side of fandom. Matt and Tommy show that you can have a favourite driver and be critical of them when merited and praise a rival driver when they do a better job and be respectful of fellow fans with a different opinion. I've been listening to these guys since 2018 and can't picture F1 without them anymore. Oh, and the best is yet to come. Matt's release when Leclerc finally... That's a weird way of saying that. When Leclerc finally wins his first World Drivers' Championship will be something to behold and I will be there for it. Thank you so much, Ian. Although I'm not sure how much you'll be there for it because it seems like everybody has shade and fraud or whatever it's called where they just love my pain. So when Ferrari actually yeah. start winning, I think everyone's going to turn off and be like, oh, Matt's happy. We don't want that content. True. I think this is a good review for um, this podcast because we're going to start giving our opinions about how good drivers are, which always goes down well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, F1 driver ratings that we do for every Grand Prix weekend doesn't create any debate whatsoever in the comments section, does it? As long it? as it's healthy and not it's toxic, healthy, we're fine. It's happy. It's an opinion. We all have one. Now, today, we're going through the F123 driver ratings. Always a talk of debate and say whether we agree or disagree. We'll say if the grade we think should be higher, lower, or just about right. And if you are as old as I am, and potentially you as well, Tommy, sounded a bit Bruce Forsyth, you know what I mean? Higher, lower, play your cards right. That's going to hit about 1% of the audience. But either or, let's explain now the four categories uh, that F1 EA have, uh, have put for these driver ratings. The first one is experience. This is based on the number of race starts a driver has over the course of their career. Very simple. You can't really... Debate that one too much. No. Then you have racecraft, the driver's ability to work their way through the pack and finish in a higher position than that where they were st- where they started. That one's maybe up for debate because you could just mm. be terrible at qualifying. Awareness. The less time spent in the stewards' room will help drivers here. Real-world punishments will impact the score in this category. Then you have pace, which is benef- which benefits those who get closest to the fastest qualifying and race lap times. A driver beating their teammate is also taken into consideration. And then overall, you have a rating, and that is the combination of the previous four ratings. This overall rating will go up and down throughout the season based on performance. And of course, this is to do with the F123 game. So... Are you ready, Tommy? Yes, I think it's worth mentioning that the overall rating, uh, I imagine, was probably done quite early. So there'll probably be a refresh. I think they normally do a refresh after a few rounds. So um, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt on a few of these. I'm sure you won't agree with all of them, but that's the beauty of debate and opinion. Everyone loves us when we disagree. So let's see if we do. Okay, let's begin 
With the first driver on this list, Logan Sargent. 48 experience, 84 racecraft, 75 awareness, 67 pace, with an overall rating of 71. Now, do we think it was higher or should be higher, should be lower, or is it just about right? For me, just about right for Logan Sargent. I think 71 it just it sits quite well with me. He's a rookie. He hasn't particularly proved himself yet. However, 84 racecraft is an absolute disgrace to humanity. What even is that as a like that's that in itself, I think, is measured very much on terrible qualifying, gains a few positions. God, you've got some racecraft. But hey, if that's the way they're measuring it, that's fine. But 84 racecraft really sticks out to me as something that's a little bit of an anomaly. Yeah, I can only assume that it's because he's starting around, you know, twentieth, and then there's a few ret- that, few retirements, <laughs> and then you you make your way through the field by people crashing or having problems. So maybe that's boosted his rating. But yeah, I think this is about right. I mean, he's bottom of this list um, with seventy one overall, and I think it's hard to argue that he shouldn't be bottom because he's a new driver. He's obviously not driving a very good car, um, but not really wowed us so far this year. Had a good first race in Bahrain, but yeah, I think um, Logie Sarge, P20, just seems right, doesn't it? Wow. We now move to Nick DeVries. 50 experience, 84 racecraft, 75 awareness, 67 pace, with an overall rating again of 71. Yeah, so this one is... Very similar. Again, I'd say it's maybe just about right. Maybe I'd give him an extra point on Logan Sargent just because he's had that, you know, extra race. He scored a point, even though, you know, we can debate all day whether it was an easy point to score. But um, he has scored points, obviously had a difficult year. So I'd maybe just give him like a 72 just to put him one higher than than Logan. Um, But there's not too much to argue about here other than, I guess, racecraft being really high again. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think it was just, it's just about right. Um, it just because he scored points, I think I agree with you as well. 72 would, would maybe make a little bit more sense, um, but it doesn't seem as though that kind of past results in terms of scoring points is really put into any of these categories as such. And it very much just kind of seems to have been missed out of of the data when when adding this all up because of course each of these categories get put together and then an overall rating is is produced but it's nothing crazy the racecraft again i don't think logan or nick have 84 racecraft but they do in this uh, but overall i think i think we're just about right we now go to oscar piastri 74 experience, 73 racecraft, 79 awareness, 77 pace, with an overall rating of 74. I don't know about my maths here, but I feel as though adding those all up together and dividing them doesn't come up to 74. No, it doesn't. That's completely... With some some categories. They don't do that, because I guess you you could argue that if someone was new, absolute best driver in the world then it wouldn't be fair to give them a low rating just because they were inexperienced. So I don't think it's exactly an average. True. Okay, well, there you go. We've clarified that now. I think he should be a few points higher. Um, He's had a great rookie season so far, I think. And to be not too far off Lando really deserves some credit. Uh, And I think 74, 
it just doesn't particularly sit right with me. I think Oscar has a lot of pace in that car. He's getting there. He doesn't deserve to be anywhere near the 80s, but I think a 76, a 77 is, is about right. It's not like that McLaren has been anywhere near as good as it has been in previous years when they were on that lovely ascendancy and then they just fell through the floor again. But I think he's done a good job and 74 is a little bit harsh. Yeah, it's Racecraft 73 when the others are 84. Screams to me that it is a case of how well you qualify or badly you qualify and then make your way through the field. Whereas Oscar Piastri has had races where he has qualified very well. I want to say Saudi, for example, really good um, and then dropped down the field. So I wonder if that's hurt him uh, based on the algorithm. Uh, but I would say, yeah, a little bit higher here. Um, jumping ahead slightly, but uh, there's a big gap for the next person. So, I, And I personally don't think it should be that much of a jump i know these three are all rookies but um yeah i think a 75 or a 76 so maybe just a little smidge higher a smidge oh, i've a not smidge. heard that word in a very long time ever since i lived with my mum i think was the last time i heard that word <laughs> uh, we're now going to show guan yu 63 experience 78 racecraft, 74 awareness 81 pace with an overall rating of 78 yeah seems about right to me uh I think he's had a good season so far. He's showed that he can be on pace with Bottas. He had a lot of bad luck last year. So, yeah, I think I think this is a fair rating to put him kind of ahead of the rookies. And I think he's still got more um, to prove as the season goes along. But then Alfa Romeo don't seem particularly good. Yeah, how much of that uh, will he be able to prove uh, with Alfa Romeo being rather washed? I've also gone with about right. I think this one actually is probably the most accurate uh, rating we've had yet. Yeah, I don't really have any qualms with these particular uh, numbers. And I think, I don't know what's going on with these vocabulary. These words, we're using yeah, them. we've been reading um, a thesaurus <laughs> last week. <laughs> but I think 78 is bang on for Joe. I think he's he's had a great season so far, um, perhaps slightly leaning more towards Bottas being washed. But uh, 78, I think he's uh, yeah, doing well. And if he continues this, I, I fully well see him being in the low 80s uh, when we get uh, to the next the next game. Okay, Nico Hulkenberg is up next. 86 experience, 79 racecraft, 81 awareness, 80 pace, with an overall rating of 80. I've gone for about right. Uh, I think before the start of the season, I would have maybe hyped him up for a few more points, but he's not really performed to the level that I was expecting him to perform. I think that is obviously on Haas as well for being not great at the start of the year. And it's probably one of the only years barring obviously the terrible year they had with Schumacher and Mazepin where they haven't come out the blocks particularly firing. And then they seem to trend off towards, uh, you know, as the development kicks in uh, throughout the year. But I think Nico 80, it's about right. Yeah, it's annoying because I know people hate it when we agree, but I think you've said everything that I was going to say in terms of just the fact that I probably, if we'd have gone into the start of the season and what I'd have expected Hulkenberg to do, I'd be like, it should be about 83, 84, something like that. Because, you know, I was saying it'd be the biggest surprise. People think he's a bit washed. And actually, he's a very solid driver. But maybe it's just something about being in a house makes you the most inconsistent <laughs> kind of flopping all over the place driver ever um, because a safe pair of hands like Nico Hülkenberg has just, yeah, he's not done particularly great. He's just been kind of putting in 
the odd really good performance where you're like, ah, oh, there's a Nico Hulkenberg we know, and then suddenly he's 17th, even though he's overtaken well, like Spain, 60 cars <laughs> during yeah. Spain. Spain so, got through to Q3, didn't he? And then yeah. ended up yeah passing everyone that looked like for the lead, and it was for 15th place. So Yeah, so, yeah I'd say it's about right. Kevin Magnussen now, 81 experience, 79 racecraft, 85 awareness, 82 pace, with an overall rating of 81. Uh, I will go for almost about right, but I think I wouldn't separate anything between Hulkenberg and Magnussen, so maybe just a tiny bit lower. I'd probably both put them either 81 or 80, just because I think this season uh, is a great reflection of it. We've seen... It always seems like only one of them can perform really well in qualifying, and then the other one's absolutely abysmal. And then it's like reverse. Um, you know, Hulkenberg in Spain, for example, qualified brilliant, Magnussen really bad. And then I want to say Miami, Magnussen put it in P4, didn't he, or something? And uh, Hulkenberg was nowhere. So, yeah, uh, I think there's not really much to separate these two. So maybe just a tiny bit lower. I've also gone for, for lower. I, I don't really feel like he's been as good as Nico. Um, so I think a point below Nico, whatever that would be. So I think Nico maybe deserves, yeah, I think 80 is about right, maybe 81. And then Kevin, uh, a, a point below that, uh, I think would probably reflect how those two uh, have been whilst they've been stacking up against each other. Now we go to Alexander Albon. 75 experience, 81 racecraft, 78 awareness, 86 pace, with an overall rating of 83. I've gone for about right with this one as well. I think that he's a decent driver, doing a good job at Williams, very much hamstrung by the equipment that he has. Uh, we have seen, obviously, previously him going to the Red Bull and it not go too well, but he's kind of brought himself back to a comfortable place and I think he's performing well in a in a car in a team that don't have the expectations of of Red Bull and I think 83 is an overall rating for him sort of sums that up quite nicely so F123 are doing quite well at the moment there's not been anything too outrageous yet not yet I think the disagreements will come later on when it's the the more higher profile drivers but Alex Albin I think is about right uh, even though he's a really, really difficult driver to judge because he's come into that Williams when maybe the car's improved, maybe it hasn't, we don't know because he sometimes can pop it in even Q3 sometimes and do unbelievable things. Um, but then his teammates has been Latifi uh, and a rookie in Logan Sargent that maybe hasn't got up to speed yet. So it's difficult to say, but uh, I think I'd, I, if I was doing it, I'd probably rate him about the same Uh based on the other drivers around him as well. So, yeah. Lovely stuff. We now go to Yuki Sonoda. 69 experience, 79 racecraft, 75 awareness, 87 pace, with another overall rating of 83. Uh, this one's way off, I think, probably 99 overall rating for Yuki Sonoda, based on... No. Um, I actually thought you were being serious <laughs> for a second. <laughs> no, I would, to be fair, I would probably maybe based on his performance if he keeps carrying on when they do their mid-season change i can imagine that maybe you know an extra higher grade maybe 84 85 maybe 84 i think i would have put him maybe just one higher than alban um but because i think he's having a really good year if uh quite unlucky um so yeah i think maybe i'd just give him one extra grade but it's it's about right 
Yeah, I think it's bang on the nose. I think 83 is is right for Yuki. I don't think he deserves much higher than Alex, if at all. Uh, so I think having both of them on 83 is, is, a, is a good shout. Um, I mean, co- coming into this year, I would have maybe said, oh, that's a bit high. But after his performances this year, as much as it hasn't really delivered many points, um, his consistency, his change of attitude, perhaps still swearing in the car, but in in the terms of just looking like he's stepping up and becoming a team leader in 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 that outfit is 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 a big step forward for him i would say um so yeah just about right we now go to lance stroll 79 experience 91 racecraft 78 awareness 81 pace and 84 as an overall rating lower get no absolutely not uh, he's been washed in a fantastic car i don't think he deserves 84 I would give him maybe 81, 82. He hasn't had those performances from a few years ago where he was on on pole or sticking it randomly on the podium in a, you know, in a in a midfield car. He's now been given a great car and as much as Spain was a bit better and I gave him a decent grade for that, it doesn't really forgive him for not not really performing. So I think 84 is too high. I would put Albon and um, Sonoda ahead of him. If they were all in equal cars, I, I think that Stroll would be third in that in that particular fight. So 81, 82, I think, for Lance. Yeah, it's really difficult when you, you're trying to grade a driver that's in a, a car that's a lot better. Um, but I think particularly Racecraft 91 perhaps hasn't taken into account his Monaco performance yet because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that seems very high. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say a bit lower. I'd put him maybe the same as... Uh, I was going to say maybe the same as Sonoda and Albon, but when you put that to me of you put them all in the same car, I do. I agree. I think he would be third. So maybe, maybe it is an ATT. Wow, look Same. at us. We yeah. are. I'm, I'm scared that we're going to agree the entire way through, but let's see. <laughs> uh, let's go to Pierre Gasly next. 78 experience, 89 racecraft, 76 awareness, 85 pace with an overall rating of 85. Uh, yeah, I think this is about right. Uh, I'd rate him, he's behind Docon, which I agree with. Um, and yeah, he's uh, ahead of, I, I think this is, pretty much spot on uh, i don't know what more there is to say about it I've, I've looked at this and gone yeah uh if you look at the drivers around him we don't we don't agree with stroll so if you took him out he's a bit higher than yuki uh, and alban but not quite there yet in terms of um the the elite the drivers leagues. that are coming up the big league so yeah i think uh, 85 is about spot on yeah, I've gone for about right as well. Uh, I think that his m- miracle performances, as I put down, have slowed down somewhat. You know, a few years ago in the AlphaTauri, he was absolutely beasting it. And I would have said he deserves maybe an 87 or an 88 for what he was actually performing uh, in that in that kind of midfield car, although it was a very good car when he was uh, sticking it very far towards the front of, of the grid, especially in qualifying. Um, but yeah, I think 85 is is about right. Um, and and a fair rating, I would say, for Pierre. So next up, his teammate, Esteban Ocon. 77 experience, 92 racecraft, 76 awareness, 86 pace with an overall rating of 86. I think it's about right. He's just ahead of Pierre Gasly. I think his consistency has been has been brilliant. Uh, I, I think he's improving every single year he, he goes through Formula One. Um, and yeah, podium in Monaco, he already has a race win under his belt uh, from Hungary. 
I think 86 is 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 lovely. Uh, I'd maybe say just a grade higher, but um, it's it's Ooh. almost about right. It's a difficult one because when we start to disagree with certain grades, um, it's hard to say. Um, am I am I basing it off like what I said earlier? Because seeing Esteban Ocon only two grades more than Stroll, I'd be like, no, because look how much better Ocon did against Alonso than Stroll. But then. I'm not. I think the straw should be way lower. So, um, yeah, if I was rating it, I'd probably give him like about an eighty-seven. Um, but that's mainly because I very much disagree with the next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad we're on the same boat. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Valtteri Bottas, 88 experience, 86 racecraft, 97 awareness, 86 pace with an overall rating of 87. I'm just going to sit back and let Tommy cook. Okay. Um, I think this is absolutely abysmal, this one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Bottas. I think he's being absolutely carried by what he did in a very dominant Mercedes where he picked up a handful of wins when Hamilton decided not to show up for the start of the season. Um, and they've gone, yep, that's good. Um, because if you look at how much higher he is than Joe Guan Yu, and you do have to take a bit of history into, you know, into performance. Cause, um, of you have to do that because you can't take it away from Bottas that he has proved that when given a race winning car, he could occasionally win a race. And we don't know that about Ojo Guan Yu, for example. But for him to be nearly, what is he, 10 grade, nearly 10 grades higher than Joe Guan Yu when he's not obliterating him uh, as a performance, I think is very, very generous indeed. And I think uh, a lot of this is just based on the fact that uh, his Mercedes days uh kind of carried him a bit here and maybe a good start to the season last year alpha but awareness 97 i assume that's just because uh awareness is the thing isn't it where yeah yeah so he doesn't spend time in the stewards room mainly because he never overtakes anyone so he doesn't have any accidents Wow, we! I, I, I did say I let Tommy cook, but my God, um, sorry in advance, Alfa Romeo. Uh, but I also have said lower, much, much lower. I think he deserves to be right down in the low eighties, uh, perhaps an eighty-one or an eighty-two. Um, of course, Mercedes, he was he was great, but he's not the driver he once was now. And uh, for whatever reason that might be, maybe he's just chilling out, maybe whatever. He's just having more sort of social time compared to trying to grind it out in an Alfa Romeo, whatever it is. And, you know, we're not saying that it's a bad thing, but he's not as good as he once was. Zhou Guan Yu is now destroying him. Uh, it's, it's just, apart from obviously at the start of the season, Bottas, Bottas had that good um, first race. But 
it's not the bottom. We expect that every single week from Bottas, especially if you're giving him an 87 rating compared to his he should rookie be a teammate. dominant team leader, he right? Should be, that, yeah, yeah, he should be carrying that team. But uh, instead, he was slowing down in Spain uh, to help his teammate drive away from a few... If you have a floor cars. issue, though, as many people yes, a floor issue. tagged me in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Has he had a floor issue since Bahrain? Four or? of the races, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no slander to Valtteri. Lovely man. But I don't think he deserves an 87. It's, no, it's, it's as simple as that. Uh, so, yeah, I'd give him about an 82, I think, is uh, the maximum there. Carlos Sainz Jr., 84 experience, 92 racecraft, 81 awareness, 87 pace, with an overall rating of 88. I'm going to go with lower on this one. Uh, maybe my fanboy is showing slightly, but I don't think, spoiler alert, Charles Leclerc's given 89. I don't think there's one rating between Sainz and Leclerc. Uh, so maybe two or three. I'm not saying that Carlos deserves to have a 70 rating here. I think an 86, I think, would be fair for Carlos so far uh, in his career. I, I, He's got a decent car underneath him in that Ferrari didn't really produce uh, at the times in which he was able to with the car winning with Charles Leclerc and getting loads of pole positions and so on. Um, yeah, I think 86 is probably about right for Carlos for me. Yeah, he's a really difficult one to rate because you've just been waiting for like two or three years now of him to really get on top of that Ferrari and take it to Charles on the regular. Of course, last race, uh, he did do extremely well uh, when Charles was struggling. But if you look at the overall uh, season, I think, yeah, to to give such a small gap, uh, well, just one rating between Carlos and Charles, I think, is very uh, generous indeed. I'd probably just downgrade him a little bit, but then uh, I think he is better than like a a knock on. Oh, I don't know. So I'd, I'd, you'd have to like push everything down, and then. You know, again, I'm getting into a bit of a spot. Ocon and Signs would would be about right. I think if you put them both in the same team, I, I... yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Yeah, probably uh, it's probably a fair assumption. Actually, it, I think the thing for Carlos here is that, and again, spoiler alert, I look at the next few ratings, and I don't think he should be in this this same as these drivers. So I think that's where I think he's a bit too high for me. Okie dokie. We now go to George Russell. 76 experience, 87 racecraft, 83 awareness, 91 pace with an overall rating of 88. So I think this one is absolutely criminal, to be honest. Um, I think George being lower than some of the drivers that are ahead of him is quite harsh considering that if you look at how well he did against Lewis Hamilton, of course he had the better luck that season. And again, this year, I think Hamilton is proving that he is better, um, but it can't be taken away from how well he's done against uh, Hamilton. And let's not forget as well, the only driver, I'm going to just take a punt here and say, I think 17 races. He's the only driver in about 17, 18 races that's won other than a Red Bull. And, which is pretty impressive when you look at it like that. So um, I think it's mainly from the fact that there's a couple here that I think should be lower than him that are ahead of him. Uh, and yeah, hey, I think they've underrated him for who he is George. as a person. What's okay. the number you put on him? Uh, I would give him a 90. Okay. 
Good. And he's so I can see here, you're going so. down the rabbit hole of, yes, but all of these numbers, they are. You're literally the guy with all the, the formulas around him trying to absorb every single rating on the yeah, grid. Yeah, okay. Yes, if uh, I just had to grade him, <laughs> I think, yeah, 90. It should be okay, 90. Cool. Right, we're going to disagree then. Uh, I'm going to go with about right for George. I think the 88 pretty much sums up where he is in his career right now. Of course, he's doing really well against Lewis Hamilton, but we've already said previously that you have to take some things into account when it comes to uh, previous seasons and championships and titles and so on and so forth. Um, uh, yeah, I think 88 slots him in quite nicely, to be honest. He's doing a great job at Mercedes. He hasn't had the most amount of experience, as 76 would would suggest that. Um, and yeah, he's on the right path. I probably wouldn't give him any higher right now, but that's no disrespect to him. 88 is still a very good score. Uh, so, so yeah, I think 88 uh, is, is right for, for George. Now, Charles Leclerc, 77 experience, 92 racecraft, 85 awareness, 90 pace, with an overall rating of 89, higher. Absolute disgrace, this one. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'd, probably, I'd probably give him one more. I'd, I think I, f- I feel around 90 for Charles would be gorgeous, beautiful, in fact. Now, we're off the back of him making a few mistakes, not having the greatest of sessions, so I'm sure some people would be like, um, I, I think he should be 80. Well, screw you. I think 90 is, uh, is a lovely grade for Charles Leclerc. Um, I can't give him any higher than that, even as a fanboy. I can't. Uh, so yeah, I would also agree that I think he should be about ninety. He's made made mistakes, but um, you know, it's it's difficult because the thing that stands out for me that I thought was actually a little bit harsh is his pace is a ninety, uh, which is lower than Lando Norris, Fernando Alonso. Um, same as Hamilton, lower than Verstappen, uh, and I think it's only. Yeah, three ahead of Carlos Sainz. Now, even as the Max Verstappen resident fanboy of this podcast, in terms of pace, if you read the definition, uh, they get closest to the fastest in qualifying and race lap times, a driver able to beat their teammate. Is that not Charles in a nutshell? Like mm. you can you can downgrade him for everything like awareness, racecraft, he's had his moments, but pace I would argue that he is up there with Verstappen, maybe even the highest. Um, So I think that's where he's been um, shafted a little bit. Actually, thank Uh, you for highlighting that. I'm now going to get really angry. Should have a 97 (laughs) race. (laughs) But no, I think I think pace. You you could argue that he should be like 93, 94. I mean, he put he put a uh, Ferrari that shouldn't be there. You could argue two pole positions if you count the uh, the sprint super sprint, whatever you want to call it. so yeah, uh, Charles should be higher on pace, definitely, and I think that would bump his grade up to about a ninety, which is fair. Yeah, maybe even a ninety-one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to it now. Now that you've said that, lovely stuff. We now get to Lando <laughs> Norris, seventy-six experience, ninety-one racecraft, seventy-nine awareness, ninety-one pace, with an overall rating of eighty-nine. Yes, um, I think this is too high. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think Lando is incredibly good driver. Showed last year in particular. I think he was one of the drivers of the season. Very consistent. But I don't think you can have a driver this high up when they've not won a race. And you can say that he, look, he's never had a car that could win a race like flat out. Russia, of course, he had the opportunity, but I still think he's very unfortunate there and you can't blame him for not winning that race. It was amazing that he was even in that position in the first place. But until we see him in a top car, which might be just when he 
finally leaves McLaren and goes somewhere else. Uh, we're not going to know if he can deliver. I think he would, but we'll never know that. So to have him ahead of Charles Leclerc, George Russell, people that have won races, I think is a bit generous. Um, so I'd probably knock him down a couple of grades. I definitely don't think he should be higher than uh, George Russell, for example. So uh, I'd go 87. Yeah, I've gone for lower as well. I disagree on the fact that we don't know if we, he can deliver or not, because as you say, Russia was very a winning, much a lottery. A, a win, yeah, I think. I think he can, we can I say, think I think he would. I think he, he would, but you can't like categorically say that if he got into a Ferrari, look what Carlos Sainz, at the end of the day, absolutely not owned Lando, but was really good. And he's got into that Ferrari and now he seems a bit like, oh, he's not all that. And you'd never know that could happen to Lando. I don't think it would, but... Okay, well, the it way you delivered happen. it, it made it sound okay. like when he's in a race-winning <laughs> position, he can't deliver a victory. Oh, no, so no. I was like, I think he can, and Russia proved that as much as it was a 50-50 gamble. Um, but yes, I'm going to go with lower. I think 87 is about right for, for Lando. I think I'd put him one point lower than George. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have put him on the same rating as Charles Leclerc. Uh, they're they're in two very different stages of their careers, in my opinion, and and Charles has proved that he can he can win races and 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 sort of bear that pressure, and that's I guess what you were more on about, Tommy, is 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 carrying that that race winning car to to victories across a season. Um, so, yeah, I think eighty seven for Lando again, unbelievable driver. I think once he gets into that position of proving, he will. Um, but. Yeah, 89 is a little bit high. Speaking of a little bit high, Sergio Perez, 91 experience, 93 racecraft, 86 awareness, 87 pace with an overall rating of 89. No, I think lower. I think Sergio deserves around an 87, perhaps an 86. I'm not sure how you can put Perez and Leclerc on the same rating. I, I don't know how you can do that. And And yeah. I don't know how all three of those are on the same rating of, of 89 personally. I think Perez is, is below both of them to not by much, but I, I actually think, yeah, an 86 for Perez is, is about, and some of that might be um, recency bias, but you know, of course, if you look back to his midfield performances and force Indias and the racing points, you go, God, you know, 89. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, he's, he's doing incredible things, but as we've said about bearing the weight of a race winning car, Perez has performed at times and, and got victories and it's, it's been amazing. And he's been deemed the street circuit King until Monaco. Um, but yeah, I think at 87. Yeah. I, I think lower as well. Uh, I think they're very generous with this. I think he's being, I think racecraft again, 93 seeing that is probably because he has been poor in qualifying and then, you know, he makes, makes it up in the race but i would argue that's mainly because he's got a car that his teammate is winning races by about 30 seconds in so it's it's a difficult one because you do have to take into account um a bit of the car how they perform in a good car um i wouldn't be surprised actually if ea themselves do if if perez carries on this thing that he's doing where not quite getting the best out of the car and Max is just winning every race by like 20, 30 seconds. I think they probably will dock, dock him a grade because particularly the last couple of races have been really poor. Uh, and I imagine this rating had come from when we were still in the era of can Perez still win the title? Um, and now we've kind of seen that's going to be a big ask um, if he carries on the way he is. So yeah, I'd probably say about an 87. I don't think he should be higher than a George Russell, for example. Uh, because he's consistently getting 
uh, trounced by his teammate. Uh, and you have to take that into account. Even if you've got a very good car that you can finish second, third, fourth in every race, you've got to take into account that in terms of a driver rating, it's based on how well you do against your teammate, really, because that's the only comparison you can make. Absolutely. We now go to Fernando Alonso. 99 experience, 91 racecraft, 78 awareness, 93 pace, with an overall rating of 92. I've gone for about right with this. They've obviously upgraded him uh, a lot, uh, but I think that is fair because he's finally got a car that he's shown that, you know, even just a sniff of a podium is like, bam, podium pretty much almost every race, really, until until recently. So uh, you look at what Lance Stroll is doing in that, that car, and it's hard to know if the Aston is the second, third, fourth best car. It kind of changes here and there. But Alonso has just shown that give him a race-winning, championship-winning car, and he would still deliver even at his age. So, um, you know, huge experience, amazing racecraft, amazing pace. I think his awareness is quite low, but then that's probably from just the days in the Alpine where he got bored and would just corner cut and get a few penalties uh, just to <laughs> troll the stewards because they had nothing to play for. But uh, yeah, not 92, it's a, it's a big grade, but I think it's fair. Of course you would think that, but I, I think the same as well. Uh, definitely about right for, for Fernando. An absolute beast at his age, performing unbelievably well, still has all the capabilities within him to, of winning a world title. If uh, Yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, and, and 92 is, is very, very fair. Uh, he's he's showing that he is one of the greatest drivers to ever grace this sport um, by performing even now uh, at 41 years old. Lewis Hamilton now, 97 experience, 94 racecraft, 94 awareness, 90 pace, an overall rating of 92. I am going to say he deserves one more rating than 92. I would put him at 93. Um, I think, you know, when you actually compare himself and George, then you kind of go, is that fair? But then Lewis Hamilton is literally statistically the greatest of all time. So I don't think you can really give him any lower than, than these kind of grades. Um, it's kudos to George, of course, that he's, he's managing to do this uh, currently. But as you said, Tommy, he is still proving Lewis that, that he's got the edge. Um, and you would imagine if they did have a championship winning car, Lewis would be the one to deliver it. So I think 93 for Lewis uh, would be, would be fair. Uh, I think this one is about right. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, 92 is about spot on. Uh, him and Fernando, at the moment, I think they're both performing extremely well. Obviously, Hamilton's had the better, um, you know, been better historically um, with his, his dominance at Mercedes. But if we're taking right now, uh, I think, yeah, Hamilton and Alonso, uh, about the same. Uh, I'd definitely put put those two as kind of the joint second best drives in Formula One. So I think that's that's fair. Interesting. Uh, we now go to Max Verstappen. 84 experience, 97 racecraft, 85 awareness, 95 pace, with an overall rating of 94. Yes. Oh, this is a difficult one, and I can hear people shouting at me that I'm a fanboy, but he's obviously the highest grade by some way. But Two points. Two points. Like he's untouchable at the moment like he's actually untouchable so should could you argue that it should be even higher because like what more can he do he's absolutely 
obliterating like every single race it seems you know he's just come off the back of like a um what's it a grand slam uh you know even topping all the practice sessions as well i think uh yeah. something like that so yeah he's just oh, apart from driving one. apart from no, no, one. It was Q, no actually no it was practice but q1 he didn't top oh that was it so sorry yeah 91 um no <laughs> uh, <laughs> no i think uh, yeah having played the games of like fifa and stuff that i imagine these are based off uh i think you're like ronaldo's and messi when they were in their prime were kind of like your 94 95 96 so surely verstappen is is creeping up towards that 95 96 grade um so yeah i'd probably say about 95 just just to put him even higher because uh if he carries on doing this the way he is it's just untouchable at the moment and it's a scary thought for everyone else absolutely you know and ea have said that they're going to update these grades every once in a while so this is more based on form although as we say there is a a nod to uh to, to the merit of, of previous years as well but i've i've gone for a higher as well uh the guy is unbeatable man and machine completely won um so i would have given him a 96 rating um because you just expect him it's, it's like if they did this a few years ago you'd you'd probably give lewis hamilton the same the same grade when mercedes were dominating i think oh i thought you were gonna say same as max they did they did that in 2021 they didn't want to separate them but no um, not 2021 but yeah, I mean, sorry, yeah. going through in the, the same the grade of mercedes yeah. domination yeah like, definitely how can you give them any you know when they are literally performing to perfection levels i would say yeah uh how can you give them you know, much lower. So yeah, I think 96 uh, is where I'd put Verstappen currently. Finally, <laughs> scary thought. pick the most overrated driver and underrated driver by these F123 ratings. Let's start with overrated. I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's minds over who we are going, or at least I'm going for, Valtteri Bottas. Wowee. Um, <laughs> look, Bottas, I still believe in you. If you, of course, are listening intently to this podcast, I, I, I put you as like, when did I put him in the championship? Like eighth or something ridiculous? Because I, I yeah, fully believed really he was going to deliver. It's and definitely top ten. I was smug after the first race in Bahrain. I was like, look at him. Bottas has arrived. And then he left. So <laughs> Bottas, please, please come back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I will say Bottas as well. Uh, if I had to pick someone different, I'd say maybe Sergio Perez, um, which I do think they might downgrade him a little bit uh, if if it carries on, because I imagine they've not rated him. Uh, I imagine this was done before. Mon- well, it would have been, because if you've seen the F1 video, they're doing it in Monaco before Perez yeah. has had those two horrendous and ratings. by Bottas's grade, perhaps it was done after Bahrain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I think those two. Uh, Perez and Bottas uh, for me um, I'll go Bottas if I have to pick uh, if I'm allowed to pick any if I have to pick different I'll go Perez thank so. you for clarifying Tommy that was really long <laughs> thank you so much uh, underrated now uh, I'm going to go George Russell I think uh, yeah I think he should be higher based on how he's done uh, alongside Hamilton uh, and particularly the, the drivers that he's behind as well think he deserves to be higher I will go for Oscar Piastri 74, not enough for Oscar. Give him a 76, 77. Give him what he deserves. He's doing a good job in that McLaren. And that is it. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this F1 23 opinions on their driver ratings. Tommy, what are your final thoughts? 
My final thoughts are, remember, it's just an opinion. It's an opinion. <laughs> We'd love to hear yours as well in the comments or on social media. Nicely. Give us your lists. Be nice to each other. It doesn't matter if someone else disagrees with you. And on that note, we'll see you very soon for another piece of content. Bye! Bye! P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.